So this is a uh, Beat People podcast. We don't beat people. We are beat people. Welcome to the show. I am Corey B Boy Tech Banks. I got my crew on, online over here. And we're just going to talk about um, a few things. Nam, kind of recap Nam and stuff. Uh, some of y'all may have seen me on Sonic State the other day where we did some recap, but I definitely want to go through it with my crew. And uh, there's best to show it, Nam, and the return of the Groove Box. And yeah. uh, then I want to, I want to pick my people's brain about how they jumped into, you know, uh, reason and, and learned about CV and modular and stuff. So um, without further ado, let's talk to our, our panel here. Yo, hey. yo, what's up, D? How you doing, man? Man, I'm chilling. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, you already know I got my house sweater on. I'm just chilling. We're <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on the couch, you know. I'm um, just taking it easy, man. I've been on grinding hard this week man i've been i've been just trying to make uh music in an unconventional way this week just trying to stay away from the laptop so yeah that's what i've been oh, word yeah you've been getting busy man i like what you're doing with the with, with those two pretty amazing little boxes right there uh, thanks man um what the sp404 and um yeah um, SP and the op that's it that's yeah, SP four four and the OP one. Yeah, that's two it. boxes that I've been looking at for a long time. I never pull the trigger, but I get pretty close on both Yo, of them. I actually have, have them both in my wish list on Sweetwater. Dude, so that so that's how it was with the. Uh, I pulled the trigger last night on the P thirty two, on that pocket operator. Oh, dope! Is yeah, that the new tonic one? Yeah, man, I'm excited to get my hands on that joint. Like. Word. So, so yo, that was new at NAM. Hold that thought right quick. Okay. Let me just chat. To, to come back around to that because I think it's kind of interesting how that thing works. Um, so, yo, what's up, Stoney? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. You know, uh, same old, same old. Word. <laughs> word. Man, I'm, I'm, yeah, I like I'm the beat so, with a corner cafe. Yeah, no, that oh, was yeah. That was, that yeah. was really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I mean, it was... um. The stands are the bomb. We could talk about that too. The stands mm-hmm. are dope. The company is small yeah. and it's coming and it's so organic. So I, you know, I really dig what they're doing like organically, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I love that video. That was really cool. And, um, man, I missed you guys at NAMM this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Time. We missed you at NAMM. Yeah. Yeah, I was, was so mad. Y'all time. posted up Roscoe's. So, y'all posted up Roscoe's chicken. I was like, no, they didn't. Goddamn it! Yeah, we was in Roscoe's deep. Well, we was thirteen deep in Roscoe's. Yeah. I think we had a whole corner of the place to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was tons of us. I had some um, some homeboys of mine. My guy who uh, did the the drumming. He's the drummer for the Inebriated Break series mm-hmm. that I have. Okay. He was there. Um, I had my my uh, other homeboy. He he was there as well. They were both in from Chicago. My other homeboy was my bass player. Oh wow! My band back in Chicago. So it was cool for them to kind of get to meet uh, all the crew and everybody doing their thing. And, and uh, it was a good night. I wish you were there. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was awesome. I mean, all, all I could see was pictures of chicken and waffles, and uh, <laughs> Ken was secretly crying on the side. That's what all photos. Yeah, but all photos should be. That's, That's right. It should be. <laughs> Scroll through your phone. It was a dope night, man. We we got into a whole debate about whether or not uh, Tribe Called Quest was the best album of the year and what else was was there. It was a good time, though. 
But yo, what, let, let's talk about this. Um, I want to continue the conversation a little bit, what y'all were talking about before we went live uh, about reason and CV and stuff. Well, well, um, well, well me, me and we were talking uh-huh. about, um, you know, just, uh, you know, about different sample rates and, and sampling and things like that. And I shared with him that, um, you know, I noticed I, I hear a lot of producers having conversations about different DAWs and different softwares. And, you know, some people, you know, uh, reject reason or they reject logic or they reject different um, different platforms. And for me, I just think that, you know, educate yourself, you know, before you, you know, completely close out other um, other digital platforms, because I had people, you know, don't like reason or whatever, whatever. But reason was like one of the first softwares that I used to actually create, to actually do production. I mean, Pro Tools, mm-hmm. Pro Tools, I always cut vocals in Pro Tools and recorded, you know, sessions in Pro Tools, but Reason was the first uh, software that introduced me to CV and um, just mm-hmm. the understanding of how to, it was the closest software that I could, like, correlate with being in a recording studio. You know what I mean? Like being able to tab, go to the back of the actual unit and see the ins and out and how the signal flow actually work. And it's, I think to this day, it's still very, very, uh, very powerful tool. And um, me and D were just talking about how, you know, we still get busy on that joint. We still use it. So, so y'all still reuse reason. Yeah, I still oh, absolutely. Being updated constantly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's, it's up, like up every year time. they got a new update. Yeah, and yeah. my my thing is like, well, this is just my opinion. Uh, I feel like if you learn reason, you actually don't need anything else. Uh, wow. uh, mm-hmm. It it is a self contained beast of a of a production studio. Like you can record vocals, you can sample. It has all the things people are asking for in the machine. It has real time time mm-hmm. It has you know, all these synths. It has CV. You can send CV out of it. You know, you can... That's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can... So Reason is the biggest modular, like, music creation software that's out there right now. And let's be, and let's be clear, the CV, the CV is not even anything new that's in it. It's not new. That's been there since, like, version, like, I think, what, two? About two or three, maybe. Yeah, about three. About two or three, yeah, um, they were really they were really kind of ahead of the curve. I mean, CV is not necessarily new, but for a software platform or any kind of tools that we use, they were kind of ahead of the curve, huh? Yeah, so yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm like, all right. I think marketing is what makes people make decisions on what software they're going to use because if they're marketed that they need plugins and they need certain things in order to make good music, then they're going to make decisions that way. They're going to be like, well, it's constantly being thrown in my face that I need VSTs in my software. So- no, but you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right because the marketing, what happens is they see their favorite producer's rig or setup and they're like, well, this guy's using Fruity Loops or this guy's using Ableton and, you know, or whatever they're using. And this is what makes whatever they're doing sound amazing. But in actuality, it's, it's, it's individual based, you know, like yeah. it's all about the person controlling the software. I've known people to use mm-hmm. reason and not even use 30% of it, you know, yeah, exactly. Or Ableton or any of that. And when you go, di- you know, you dig deeper, I think people should just spend a lot of time 
in one platform, you know, and I always say this, you know, even with the mentorship program, I got a lot of guys that I'm doing sessions with. And the first thing they say to me is, you know, I want to, I want to master Ableton. And I'm just like, okay, so how much time do you want to put in this? And they're like, yo, I want to do it in a month. Ah, yo. <laughs> I'm just like, on what planet, you know, like, that's just unrealistic, <laughs> you know, but a lot of people get these softwares and they learn the very basic sequencing, sampling, you know, chopping up sounds, whatever. And then that's where it stops. They don't experiment yeah. and go deeper and deeper into the programs. And like D said, Reason does all of that. I think like, and then some, I think, and, and it always has. Yeah, Stoney, I think one of the things about what you're saying that's really important is a lot of people approach production from a I need it done for me uh, perspective. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately. Fortunately, I'm I'm 32 years old. So that means I was in, I'm in that in-between stage where I was making music with hardware. And I was making music with software. So I'm writing that. I'm in that middle ground where I know what it's like to use Word. hardware and, and only use hardware. And I know what it's like to use software right. when software first came out and there was limitations. So right. it's almost so it's almost like that's why I'm in this kick now just making beats on hardware because it's fun. You know, it's fun again. That's what's right. up. Like software is like. Cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. I pulled out my MPC 2500 the other day, mm-hmm. and man, I just sat there and looked at it. <laughs> I sat there and just looked at it, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta load each sound up on each pad." It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, but, that, that, <laughs> but think about because I get lazy, right? Yeah, but think about the discovery when you're doing that, right? Think about right. while oh, pounds. I remember uh, buying Kid Nepro flop or flat uh, discs on eBay for drum sounds, I, you know, and loading that joint in and be like, oh, snap, this is the same kick that's on whatever. And just the discovery on making music that way. I don't, right. I think people have access to so much that the journey of making music isn't the same anymore. It's more well, of let me, a, let me just yeah, say no, really it's, it's all those choices, this analysis paralysis. Yeah. Because you know, there's so many choices that people just kinda you know, you don't think about all the stuff that one thing does because people kind of think like, yo, I'm going to get this device because it does that. Then I'm going to get this device because right. it does that. Not even thinking that those two devices do a lot of the same thing and have a lot of overlap. Exactly. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And then some but I mean, let me let me just appreciate say this. different workflows and stuff. So go for it, Stoney. You know, let me say this real quick. I mean, I, I gotta give give it up to you. The the stuff you've been doing with that little OP one, bruh. Oh, bruh. It. It's crazy. I'm trying. I'm still learning it. Um I, that's why <laughs> that, that's no, seriously, that's why I I'm just dedicating like two months to just making beats on that. Right. Just because I want to learn all the ins and outs, what I can do. I'm hunting for all the people that I see online that are masters at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. and, I, and, I, and I'm just like, ooh, what's he doing? I saw this that dude Steezo uses like three or oh four of them in a row. Like he uses oh, yeah, right? That was crazy. <laughs> Steezo's a nut for that. Yeah, like he, he, he had a crema cafe actually build him a case. Yeah. Or so he got pulled all four or five of them up and go somewhere. Yeah, so but when I saw him doing that, 
what the automatic. But thing. see, but but it, but it falls back to the beauty of you know you look at this little thing and you're like this ain't no NPC or this is not blah 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 and the things you guys are doing with that little piece you're taking it and you're creating a whole nother a whole nother way of you know creating music you know what i'm saying like yeah man well, the st- and then the stuff you're doing even stizo he's amazing but the stuff you're doing is completely different yeah, well, than the stuff he's doing differently. and that's the beauty about the op1 it's only four tracks you're only giving four tracks to overdub everything on so you're literally making music with your ears. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, bussing and there's no anything. There's, you're just le- making sure all your levels are good and there's no undo. So everything Shut is like, up. you're committing. Yeah, yeah, there's no undo and you're committing. And that's another thing that I try to do with my production. My friend, Wit, uh, he's a producer out in Delaware. Uh, he, I, I would work with him and he would always commit everything to audio. Even if he was using a software, he would be like, all right, I'm going to make this sound in Omnisphere, but I'm going to bounce it to audio and I'm just going to work in audio. I'm like, dude, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, I, I live with my decisions. You know, I'm not going to sit here all day and do this. I'm going to commit to a sound and just keep moving. And that kind I'm, of, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. The last, the this last year that's been, like one of the secrets that I've been doing, like mm-hmm. I've been really like, I and I love MIDI, you know, and I, and I definitely do a ton of programming, but once I commit to the audio being in Ableton and that's the beauty of Ableton, Ableton is just like a, a God sent yeah. when you have audio, when you're manipulating that audio in there, I'm treating audio like MIDI. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm now I'm so deep into the audio editing that when I'm working in MIDI, because the MIDI is a distraction for me mm-hmm. at this point, because all the stuff I'm doing in Ableton, I'm moving so fast in there. And it's just it's like committing to audio is a big deal. That's something I always talk about. Commit, commit, commit. And then like completing, complete those projects, because with MIDI, you're always going to change something. Yeah, always. exactly. With MIDI, you're always going to change something. And, and I feel like audio, like when we were recording to tape, you record the tape and that's it. Like if you want to do it again, that's, that's it. Right. Yeah, that's right. If you want to do it again, <laughs> I remember those days. You no, know, tape costs money. Mm-hmm. And, and you can mess it up if you don't know how to cut. You know, it's just it's just really yeah. So yeah, I just, But you know, that's kind of how I because I come from the days of um, you know, we you know, being in rap groups in the nineties, that we were blessed to be able to be in professional studios, not necessarily in bedrooms and basements, um, you know, uh recording the real to real and having to deal with it, you you know, you just you just I do is with all my hardware, even though I'm using a, an MPC. You know, I'm using MIDI to sequence, but mm-hmm. I immediately, it's like a habit. As soon as I sequence, I like that sequence, I sample audio and I fly it again. Now, what, and do you, what, the, do you, the MIDI. what do you, what do you, what are you using to, for audio, Corey? Oh, uh, the Apollo 8? No, what do you, like, what software are you using to track? Are you in Ableton? Are you in, like, what DAW are you using? I use, well, no. So, so traditionally, I'm a Logic dude. 
Okay. Right. I was using Logic when it was still eMagic on PC. Oh, that's that's e-magic. kind of that's my home. That's where I found. Yeah. That's where I found it. That's where I created, learned how to use notator. it. Create a notator. Create a notator. I bought it the same week that I bought my my uh, MPC 2000 XL. So that was just oh, wow. what I've used. Dang. I was, you know, I'm glad it So what? So you're using Logic? You said. Uh oh. What you say? Yeah, Logic. Logic okay, Pro. Tough. Yeah, I like mixing yeah, logic. But, but now, but, but 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 what I that's yeah that's what I mix. I mix yeah. it logic because that's what I'm used to. But when I re- record the audio of the the stuff that I'm uh, when I'm making beats from uh-huh. you know recording from since I'm really just sampling the audio. So mm-hmm. I'm just sampling the audio back to the MPC, and I'll have this is my workflow every single time. I got one program that's all the loops from all the sequences that I'm making, oh, that's and cool. then back to the sequence and fly in the loop. And then I can arrange it from there. Now, what are you? What which MP? Which MP are you using? Using the Ren, right? Oh, you in the Ren? Okay. Oh, yeah, so you're software based still, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm still software based, and that didn't happen until last year. I was using the five thousand for years, wow. um, up until last year when when my man Saint Joe was like, "Yo, you know they got this Ren on on eBay for four hundred dollars," and that's when they were still a thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Ching, got it. Hey Corey, are you so, using yeah. are you using the feature in the MPC software that's like a looper that like on per pad you could just sample all the time? Oh man, I'm I'm yeah, fascinated if that's gonna be in 2.0 because that's one of the things for me that I, I would definitely jump onto the uh the hey, MPC. Corey, can we talk about stuff like that? Because it's a- well, I can't really talk about some of the stuff that hasn't been announced, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't I don't see any reason why if it's in 1.9, 1.8, 1.7, all them different things. I can't remember when Looper okay. came out, but I can't imagine it wouldn't be in the, the 2.0. Um, I hope, but that's I hope definitely one of the things. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I use a lot, man, um, mm-hmm. because it makes it simple, right? I mean, it's easy to uh, uh, loop something up real quick, especially with all the hardware audio I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll just tell it, you know, uh, you know, I'll make sure the channel is, is loaded up. I'll put on looper and then I can hit record. It don't even have to be at one yet. It could be like, you know, on an eight bar loop. It could be at six. I'll hit record and it'll wait till it hits one to record and record all the way through the eighth bar. And then it'll it'll just automatically loop and continuously play. From there, you can export it to the track. You can do other stuff to it. You can overdub over it. Um, yeah, it's a cool feature. I did that. I used that uh, on one of my my videos, um, the modular journal videos. So, yo, um, okay, I'm on, I want to uh, trying to jump jump yeah. on right now. What's up, Ken? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm I'm actually here. I just didn't set up my uh my camera quite yet, cause uh I'm I'm all. What's up, Ken? Do what's up, baby? <laughs> hey, I'm hey. all I'm all dusty, cause uh I'm I'm in the process of redoing a house and getting it ready for a studio. So uh, oh, I've been I've been pulling wire through insulation all day. So I'm I'm oh, wow. I'm ragged. I'm ragged. But uh, what's good, yo? Oh my. Just chilling, man. Here. Oh, nothing much, man. So, hey, I want to jump in. Uh, uh, I want to talk about some of the Nam stuff because I, you know, I want to definitely go down that that route, and then so, so, from there, so, I think so Corey. I, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go for it. 
Oh no, so Corey, could you um I mean because me and Ken weren't at NAM, could you tell us what you thought were like some of the better booths and what the new trends might be coming? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so so um so yeah, that's interesting. On the panel, we got four people, two of us were there, two of us weren't. So um <laughs> funny thing is when I bumped into M Simp and Daniel uh D Steel and and um uh, all, all the other people. It's like there was a ton of us. We bumped into each other at the same booth. That was the Dave Smith booth. Oh and, yeah, uh, mm. right. And we bumped into each other at the Dave Smith booth, and it was right at the Rev Two. Um, so I was listening to it. Now I will say it sounds it sounds good, the Rev Two. Um, but I'm not necessarily a fan of the Pro Eight, the Profit Eight, and the Rev Two is an updated version of the Profit Eight. That said, though, it does sound improved. It sounds better, I think. I don't know if they have better uh, filters or what the situation is, but they do have effects that could be making it better. It should be the entire same voice structure and everything, but they, from what I understand, they they added um, wave uh, pulse width modulation on every waveform, which uh, I, you know, they've. You know, I've seen that done on other synths too, um, and I think that that adds a lot to that yeah. uh, to that particular synth. That, that's a big deal. Now, it, it, I have a love hate relationship with the filter on that particular synth because it's it's not a very characterful filter, but at the same time, when you're using high polyphony, it works. Like it, it's it's good for what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I, I don't. For, I, I didn't buy it as a Eurorack module. They have that same filter as a Eurorack. I have zero interest in using it in that way. But when using it as a polysynth, um, that filter can sound really nice. Like it's not overstated, so it doesn't get in the way. It doesn't get this, the sound doesn't become so large that it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, I. I don't know about that filter. (laughs) Go for it, D. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of the filter, and that's one thing that I really paid attention to. Um, And I think it's just because I've been spoiled by the P6 and the OB. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that that, um, for me, they do have other synths right now that have so much nicer uh, filter characters about them. Now, the, the... the downside is that the P6 and the OB6 are pretty limited as far as what they can actually do, you know, yeah. uh, modulation wise. Um, so, and, mm-hmm. and there's, I, I'm still looking at it like what I really wanted was a updated Profit 12 that has the voice structure of the Pro 2. That's what I want because I'm a Profit 12 owner and I love. Did the thing come out? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> That yeah, profit, that, that profit two setup is dope. <laughs> the the profit two filter setup yeah, is. is is perfect. Like it, it, it doesn't. You don't need to change it at all. That filter setup to me is exactly what I want in a synth. But the profit twelve has that. Um, you know, you got twelve voices. You've got really deep oscillator section. You can do FM. Um, I mean. The only things I don't really like on the Prophet 12 are that I don't really like the filters. And I think that uh, the delay could be much improved. 
So to me, it's like well, all that. So, if you put the, the if you put the effects engine of the P6 on there, and you gave it the filters of the P6 and the OB uh, and the OB6, which is what the Prophet Two has, I'd be oh man, yeah, sign me up. And and yeah. then just remove you, that you, you stupid gotta, stepping that to, they do with the knob. Have to go run over to. You're gonna have to go run to Dave Smith and and get a job in R and D. I don't see none of that coming. Because yeah. if they do, if they do, then they got three or four different synthesizers that's gonna sell less because that one's gonna be doing all, all the overlap of them. Uh, no, nah, man, no, nah, because you, you still you, have the digital filter setup, and and they've they've been known for a long time to do very similar synths that change just like one aspect of the synth. And then it's it's a new product. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's a new thing to them. Well, let me when you look you at thing. the Tetra versus, you know, the uh, what the Evolver series versus the Profit 08 versus the Mofo X4, mm-hmm. like all those things were super similar, you know? Yeah, they so, do. They do have stuff that have little differences, a little overlap. Let me ask you this, Ken. What what um, did you see at Nam? Because you were doing some coverage. You had an, a correspondent at Nam. What was the yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. stood out for you at Nam? Uh, well, ever since KnobCon, I've been really um, infatuated with the Zeta Ohm sequencer. Uh, you know, it's a Eurorack sequencer, and it, it just looks really fantastic. And it looks like he's going to support it and, and just do really cool things with it. Plus, it's just one guy, and he's he's being really ambitious with not only the module itself and what it can do, but the art design of it. Like, it just looks inspiring to use. So, the Zeta Ohm sequencer was really high on my list. And the the Maleco boxes really yes. um, got me yeah. excited. Uh, there, the the drum module looks awesome. The wavetable module looks awesome. Um, the, you know the 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 mono voice one that they have is really cool because what that is is that's an old SEM uh, oscillator chip. So that was used in a ton of different vintage synths and. Just last year, they reissued that chip, so it's readily available again. So I think you're going to start seeing a bunch of products that are going to come out using that same chip, uh, which is cool. I'm with it. So, but yeah, the Maleco boxes and the um, Zeta Ohm, and uh, just trying to think of anything else off top of that that really got me excited. I still like the idea that of that uh, modal craft. Um, I know. I know you. Mm-hmm. You weren't really. Uh, I, I don't know that you guys were all into that, that small design, but <laughs> I just like how it sounded. Um, I I wasn't. Even though I think the the pioneer sounded cool, the, the that little one voice pioneer that they did. I'm yeah, not, I thought it's fresh. I'm not. I'm not the market for that at all. Um, it looks cool. So for here's what the it thing is, about that. The price. <laughs> the price kind of shook me a little bit too. Well, what was it? Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. I thought it was closer to five hundred. Yeah, it's five ninety nine. But yeah. here's the thing about here's the thing about it. It's one voice. So hold on, let, let me let me just clarify what we're talking about. The Pioneer AS one, which yeah, is new, one voice of the Prophet six into yeah, uh, desktop mono sense. Isn't it? Isn't it the filter section of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a whole it's voice. Pretty much, it's pretty much a monophonic prophet six. So um, wouldn't that make the it question kind of, I keep asking? Yeah, go for it. Wouldn't that make it kind of pro one ish? 
It is. Yeah. Basically, that's what I, that's exactly yeah, my but point. Yeah, but in a, a really one, quirky design. One, for those that don't know, for those that don't know, the Pro One uh, classic <laughs> synth was one voice of the Prophet Five. Yeah. So fast forward to 2017, and we have. Um, I'll put up a pick in a sec, but fast forward to 2017, and we have one voice of the Prophet Six put into a small box, and it's a, a mono synth that's in a desktop form factor. It's a collaboration with Pioneer and Dave Smith. And so I kind of see that as the new one. It's going to come with a plug. So you if can- it was a keyboard, I would agree with you, but it's really not. It's it's instead it's like this little kind of cross between a mof and like a Volca, which, you know, like I said, like, I'm not knocking it. I, I think it's cool for people who are going to want to use that for, but for me personally, I'm just not the market for that thing. Um, and, and for that price point, um, I have to start looking around at other products that are out and, you know, I start looking at things like mother 32. I start looking at things mm. like, uh, you know, it, it just, t- to me, it just wasn't, you know, it's fine. It's it's a pioneer product and, and that's cool for, for that scene. I think it'll be great for the, to me, I kind of looked at it more as a new age TV 303. Um, the, it's like, you see all these nah, TV 303 that, clones. Dude, it's not, listen, it's, listen, hear me out. Not that, you see yeah. all these TV 303 clones yeah. and this is, it, it does that kind of groove box type thing. But it does it with a totally different sound, which is great because I think, mm-hmm. you know, people keep imitating the same sound. It gets tiring. But you look at the Avalon and the Avalon bass synth um, just does so much. So I'm, I'm kind of to me, I would probably go that route as opposed to the, you know, and the Avalon's more expensive, too. But I would probably go I'll that route. I'll tell you. Uh, I think I was just attracted to this. So if, if for those that are watching this, see, check it on the screen. It's the, the Torres AS1 on the screen there. Yeah. So the, the things that attract I, me. I would definitely want to check it out. I, I I saw it and I was super excited about it. Well, it's built like a tank. Oh, Corey, did you pick it up? Yeah, it's well built. That thing is heavy. Uh, and it'll, yeah, it'll be really dope yeah. for bedroom producers who don't have a lot of space. So, like, I'll, I'll give it to that as well. Is that, you know, for somebody who I doesn't think I love, I think space, I love the portability of it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and it's fresh. And uh, you know what I say about it? <laughs> Go ahead, D. Well, so the things that stood out to me when he was talking about it was... Uh, first of all, is the piece, it's a full voice of the P6. The, it has effects built mm-hmm. into it. Because a lot of other boxes mm, yep. like this don't have effects. This has delay. Um, Mother Thirty Two doesn't have that stuff, uh, which is, you know, which is cool. But again, it's something that they're including in this. And then also he spoke about there being a software to control this and to do patch editing and to and to act. Is it there's gonna be like a VST version of this that you can actually work in parallel with with it? And I was like, you talking about the P six, uh, the Torres uh, joint. And really, AS one, yeah. And when, that's dope. And when you integrate this with the with the Big Brother, um, you can literally control this through that, through that, through the P. Uh, what's the name yeah, of the? Yeah, you. One? When you say the Big Brother, are you speaking of the Torres SP sixteen? Yeah, the Torres SP sixteen. When you that's hit- what I was about to ask you about because that's where it really makes sense. Is when you start combining it with that product then you can get into some really interesting things. So I could yeah. totally see it. Did you guys, get, somebody to, did you guys who wants get to use that. it? Yeah, it's... Okay, I yeah, have, what does it feel like? Be honest, I have to publicly apologize for hating on it when I first saw it because 
Listen, bro. Yeah, I, I told the demo guy when he was when I was doing a video the same thing. I said, "Listen, we mentioned the Torres SP16 on my show, the Beat People right. podcast, and I said, listen, we kind of wrote it off. I'll be honest with you, but yeah. once I was there with him and I was asking him questions and kind of getting into what it does and what it doesn't do, we were misinformed. Okay. And this thing yeah. is dope." Yeah. Okay, so the question I have, the question I have for you guys is in what category would you put this like in between what and what and like, what is the best thing about this thing? Hmm. Like if you had, is it so, between the MPC? Is it between push? I, is it like, not, I, is it like in the tractor world? Like what, where does it sit? No, I, I'd say this to me reminds me of almost like a TR8 and a touch together. Yeah. Yeah, you, really? you know, and I think I think it can be a good alternative for people that, you know, may want something, may not uh, may not want an MPC, may not want to go with that, may want a standalone thing. That's the thing. It's a standalone can you load, box. Like your own, can so you load your own sounds good, in it? Yeah, you could you could load everything on it. And, and so in my review, I actually go through and have him. Load. You could do one shots, loops. You can chop stuff up. Sixteen pads. You could do sixteen levels. You can trigger stuff. I mean, it's a fully. It, it's like, say, like an NPC. This is kind of. It's kind of. Okay, wild. so let me ask. So, so you would say that the marketing for this is what killed it? Well, the thing is that people don't associate Pioneer Wheezy. with making instruments, right? That's the thing. When when new companies that, you know, if mm-hmm. if your whole if your whole time of your company, all you focus on is making pencils and then out of nowhere, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to start making, you know, beat machines out of nowhere. People are going to be like, what? I don't trust a pencil company to make beat machines. You know, so it's right, almost- I never saw. A co- I, but I haven't seen a comprehensive video on this thing yet. Like someone there's, there's really, a couple, there's a couple on YouTube. It's yeah, like, killing it. Like somebody really just killing it. Where the music sounds amazing, and well, it, it depends what you consider killing it to be. Because a lot of times, yeah, I, watch, I watch videos where the guy is killing it, but I just don't like the music, and it's just not a. Gotcha. Point. I'll be honest with you. So here's my whole thing. my whole thing about that is that it still looks box. way more in the um in the groove box market and, and the mm-hmm. groove DJ market where you know just like the they had that, yeah that's that, what it looks that, but that the functionality rolling. no no and, and the functionality can be there but I need to see not just that it can chop things up not just that it can do pseudo MPC functionality I need to see more deeper song creation i need to see how deep can i go with the samples you know how deep that's, that's can if I it can, that kind of thing i don't yeah, but that's if that's if it can do that ken can it do that can. guys can it, it, is it does it, it does so here's the thing i'll I show you and yeah if you go on to my youtube channel b-boy the the b-boy tech report youtube channel you look up the um torres as1 and torres sp16 nam 2017 uh video You'll see it in there. I believe I do have him chop it up because I was in there for a long time with him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, can this thing chop a sample? He loaded a sample. He he chopped it. He edited the 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 sample down and, and it assigned it to 16 pads right away. Um, then, I mean, he did all the stuff that you would typically do. He was able to do. There was some little things I can't remember, like, I don't know, maybe assign a, an, uh, um, an effect to a pad. He's like, no, we can't do that yet, but never know. It could be done later on. But yeah, I mean, he literally was doing all the stuff. Literally, it's, I mean, the, the uh, pitching samples in, in real time, I believe, the repeat, the uh, 
re-triggering the the all of those different you things. You could probably do anywhere report. else, and it has a uh, no. Go to go to um, my YouTube page. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, the B Boy Tech Report account, and then look in there. You should see some of the most recent videos, or if you go to okay. videos on there. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna also. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check this out well, just to show people. Yeah, check I, it I, out. I, I, I think he. he, he I, I had to apologize. I'm like, yo, I'm sorry. This joint is actually a pretty awesome kind of little beat creation station. Like, it's not. It's not what we thought it was. Yeah, I think it's dope. I still yeah, need, I, I definitely. I need to get dope. it under that, my that own. That brings to mind something. Yeah, Ken. Ken has a whole nother yeah, level. Of course. He got. He's like, let me open this joint up and let me see what op amps are in there. I, I would definitely want well, to see what it feels like. It's not so much that. It's more like I just want to see. Like I don't want to see just that it. Let's say, for instance, oh, just because it can chop and can sample, I want to see it do it and do it well and do it in a nice intuitive workflow that that can let me dive deep and like there's more than just being able to do something there's being able to do it well and interestingly and mm. and and you know there's so much more to it than than just that what's like about, for instance what's uh, about, what's I had an, have any of you ever had the mc 808 i hate that thing or use the mc exactly but it can do all that same stuff yeah but it does it terribly yeah the, the 808 yeah, you're right this is what I'm telling you. And, and and mind you, obviously, I haven't used it personally, but being there with the guy and obviously he knows the thing like the back of his hand. Right. He's the product dude. But I'm just saying being there with the guy. And as I asked him questions, he was easily able to move around and do the things that I was asking him about. And those were things like chopping, assigning the pads and all the stuff that we would normally do now. I can't say I can't necessarily say, yo, I've used this for any amount of time and, you know, it's that dope. I'm just saying from what I saw, it it, it touches the things that we would want it to touch. It does the things that we want it to touch. And from what I can see, it does them uh, pretty well. I, I'm looking forward to trying it out myself. You know what I mean? But I, th- I definitely want to try it out. The way that I would ever be sold on that thing is just because, you know, to me, it's it, there's so there's so much involved in doing it right. That it's like, man, and really that should be everybody for every type of instrument. Like just because X producer uses an MPC doesn't mean an MPC is right for you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. That is know, the so. biggest but truth ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about, well, also it's about workflows, right guys? Like it's about what, mm-hmm. when you touch it, how it feels for you. Like Ken might get this thing and hate it. I might get it and love it. It's about individuality. Yeah. So it, yeah. There's levels to this shit, yo. You know, um, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention these couple of things that were at NAM that I really dig. And now okay. what's funny, and I said this on, on Sonic State, it's funny because some of the things that I was super interested in don't even work yet. I was just crazy interested yeah. in them. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Chance yeah. said, the Maleko boxes. And then there was, um, uh, what's the dude, Soulsby? The souls oh, yeah, being, uh, um, let, let me just say, let me touch on it real quick, man. Um, I have the, mm-hmm. the Soulsby Ossitron oscillator, and uh, which I, I got some videos that are going to be coming up real soon on that. But the, but his his work is dope. Like he's real. The reason we're excited about these products that that aren't even functional yet is one, 
Nam, that's what Nam is. A lot of the times, it's prototypes that aren't even done yet. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. a networking thing. It's a it's a way to get sales up for these companies, uh, sales to distributors, not not to just general public. So that's you know when I see people negative commenting on like the Maleco boxes, saying oh it's just a PCB, it's you know it's vaporware or whatever. No, dude, like this is Nam. Like this isn't yeah this isn't CES. Yeah. This isn't like something where just everybody's yeah. There, this is Nam. You know? It's meant for them to show what they're bringing to market well Corey, can you like really quick for the people who are watching explain to them what nam really is because i don't think people the general public doesn't yeah. really understand that nam is a place for people to pitch their ideas and bring new gear yeah so nam is what's it stand for i believe it's nam north is american national association music for music manufacturers in north america yeah so mm-hmm. music manufacturers that's the key this is the place where um all of these makers, the manufacturers and stuff, bring all of their products to, this is literally bringing them to market because all of the buyers for all the stores that we all go to come to these places and they make their deals and they talk about, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going to uh, sell in their stores. And and the people that are presenting are showing these devices because some of them are prototypes, some of the things, it's like if you go to an auto show, but think of the auto show as not open to the public, right? right. It's yeah, open to the cars you know, industry insiders right so the right. the idea is that these people are presenting the, the 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 machines that they've made and the instruments that they make because it's not just electronic machines to the market that they're selling them in and that's the places where a lot of deals are made about who's gonna one cover them in media and will probably them carry them in what outlets and two who's gonna mm-hmm. cover carry them in media media and this is what the whole rest of the year is based on um, yeah. So yeah. it's really not open to the public. That's the other thing, because I heard a lot of people complaining too. side note a bit here, but it's not sort of the same. Heard a lot of people complaining like, yo, Akai is mad crazy. They didn't let us in the room and <laughs> they, they had a private room. And it's in, it's invite only. In the room. It's invite only. It's invite only. And the, the show is not open to the public. So it's not really meant. It's not, it's not a showing to the public. And honestly, they, they aren't the first ones to do that. And they won't be the last. Yeah, it's just kind of the way so, it is. Yeah, I, I heard the rumor was that, that the reason they did it in the room was so that they could keep me away from uh, checking it out, and, and, uh, <laughs> putting out yeah. my videos like it I was did your every fault. year. But they didn't know that I wasn't going to be there this year, so they screwed up. They, they <laughs> no, was, I was just they, playing. I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Joe got at him though. In, inside joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Word? Oh, by the way, Joe is in the chat room. He's watching us from from uh, uh, I guess a tournament or something, mm-hmm. and he Where's agrees he that the Torres was pretty cool. He's at a he's at a he's tournament at for his kids. his kids tournament. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What up, Joe? So he's in the chat room. All the people in the chat room say what up to Saint Joe. He's Joe, there. What up, Jakey? Saint Jesus. But not nah, like uh, so. The other thing, in my opinion, that was actually was a good move on their part, man. That was a good move on their part to, yeah, to have I think it, it in was. a room like that because the, yep. the the way that Akai's booth is usually set up, it's Akai, it's Newmark, it's Elisis, it's in music, it's, right. it's all these people, and it gets so crowded. There's no room to to really get to hear it, and then on top of that, you've got so it's much too much noise around you that you can't even really interact with the new product or talk to the people. A lot of the times, they got people walking through there. Like the product reps that are in front of the new products don't know enough about it because there's so many products there that they have to try and memorize in a week. Yeah. So, 
why don't we dive into the NPC conversation? Because uh, the first thing I saw online was you're behind on on that NPC X yeah. chopping it up. I was like, God damn, Corey. <laughs> you know, I had to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So you were the first person I seen on that thing. Let's go. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I had to. Well, see, the, and this is the other way the, the NAM is set up. NAM, it starts on a Thursday, right? And it goes through Sunday. But for media, uh, invited media outlets. Right, it's the day before. We get to go to, uh, right, it's the day before. It's the media preview day. So Joe and I always go to the media preview day. And too, when he's there. Um, right. But we went to the media preview day and... So media preview can be different on any given day. Like, I mean, on any given year, some years it's a bunch of dope stuff. Other years it's like banjos and harps and like (laughs) a keyboard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, and, And so this year, you know, we always see IK Multimedia there. We always see, um, in music, who owns Akai and Newmark and all of them are represented most years. Uh, but this time, I mean, there was a bunch of kind of new products that maybe we didn't know and then products that we wouldn't use. Literally harmonicas and stuff, right? right. <laughs> so we were kind of like, all right, yeah. Then then there's um, Denon. Denon? Is it Denon or yeah. Denon? Denon. Yeah. Yeah. stuff. They were there, but the Akai booth was there. And that was a surprise because I, I kind of heard that they were going to be in a private booth. I didn't expect to see them on preview day, but they were there on preview day. And, um, and what's your, what's your first, the, um, what was your first reaction? First my first reaction was like, damn, that, that should look better in person <laughs> than I thought it wow. would. <laughs> like it looked better in what, person. What about the pictures, screen glare? Right? Yo, the screen glare was incredible. I mean, you could even see it. I got up on the screen right now. Uh, my video, if you go to, like I said, on the YouTube channel, B-Boy Tech Report channel on YouTube, okay. um, I have a MPCX first quick look where you get a chance to see the top panel and the Q links. And it's just a really quick thing before um, my man Andy starts to do a demo for somebody. And uh, I obviously come back. But yeah, you can see. So the glare on the screen, I don't know if it was just because of that. You know, it was in the lobby of with a sunroof and all the front doors are glass. So there's a lot of sunlight. Right. there. But even still, there's a lot of glare. I, I think that they may need to have, um, um, you know, anti-glare. Touch now, some, let me ask you, was it glare like I, was it glare like when you're on your iMac glare? Nah. Or, or was it nah. glare like you can't see anything happening well, in the screen? Well, Nah, that, 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 I think the light was almost unfair in that place. Yeah, and I was say I'm looking at my to, iMac right now. Yeah, because Corey, the room we were in, uh, messing with the NPC on the next day, it looked perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... To be fair about it. And that, that was a, a probably a room that was more lit, like what your studio would be. Yeah. You know what now I mean? Now let me so ask you, was it, was it, was it, player. was it a prototype? Was it a prototype unit or was it a real, a unit that we know is going to go into the market or was it a unit, the mock-up for NAM? No, I think, I think it was. I don't, I think, I, I think it was no, really. <laughs> I, I don't know, but they, there was a couple of them around there because there was two MPCXs, mm-hmm. two MPC lives. Okay. And then okay. I know I know people have them already because I saw Richard Devine. Yeah, Rich uh, has one. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw him. Well, he has everything. So I. Just but you know, they, they could be kind of like with me and Ken, right? So me and Ken had, um, me and Ken got, um, what we get, Ken, the DeepMind 12. Right. So we got the DeepMind 12. And the thing with the DeepMind 12 is that they were, you know, hand built. I don't know what they call them, OTS or something in the industry. They were mm-hmm. they were they were not prototypes. No, they're, they're tool oh, made. They're so my man Masada says that it was a prototype at the at the show. What those were prototypes. Oh, they so were. The, okay. what we had were not necessarily prototypes, but they were not production models. It's kind of like just what they do, hand built. Just be, yeah, tool off tool. So OTS models. They so, built okay. like hand built or tool built before they go to production. And so I let me ask you guys this: when, when, you, they were prototypes. when you when you had the NPC X in front of you in the live, which one of them were more appealing? Because Corey, you're an NPC dude in and out all day. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. one do you okay. feel yeah. really um, rep- was representative of what you would actually use realistically day to day? The X I the think, live. I think the X, but then that's because of that's the form factor I'm used to. I had the 5,000. I've always had bigger NPCs, right? Mm -hmm. And then I had the Ren. I had the studio. I got rid of the studio because I didn't like the smaller form factor over time. I I loved it when I first got it, but then I was kind of, over time, I noticed I didn't use it as much. So, but that's my perspective and my background, right? With the bigger NPCs. I'm not really a traveling NPC dude, a live playing NPC dude. But I'll tell you this, lately I've been considering performing live uh, with my beats and I envision a situation where I'd have two lives and a mixer or something. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Well, see, that's now, would you use a stand? Now, would you use a standalone, Corey, or would you use it? With yeah, the I'd use a standalone because, like I said, with my workflow, my whole thing is resampling the synth parts that I've used with MIDI or the software parts. Mm-hmm. I resample it all. Right. So it really would be a matter of me playing beats that are composed of loops and chopped samples from my own loops. That's crazy. Definitely standalone. I tell you, man, that, that was the only thing that kind of disappointed me so far was that uh, I really wanted the um, I wanted the X to have the battery in it too. Look at him! Oh my god! Me, you know? Oh, I know I'm good looking. Uh, what up, ladies? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "What up, ladies?" Like James Brown. <laughs> Why is that, ladies? But no, nah, like, like I, I really would have enjoyed to have the battery in the live X or in the X, okay, um, as well as the live. So, because it doesn't have the battery in it, though, it makes me consider having both, which is not okay. What do you love about the live? Like I can see that. What do you What do you love about um, the live? Portability on that thing—it's dope. You know, yeah. That was the one thing that was the one thing that the beat thing had done right was that the beat thing had a lithium ion battery in it, so you could take the thing on mm. the go, and it had and it had a lot of storage space on it. This thing, you can plug an SD card into it, you could plug a uh, you know an external hard drive into it, whatever, and just take it with you on the go, and and you got a, an extremely capable machine with you. So. Yeah, that's I mean, that's really appealing. I like that idea. Like, I keep I'm not gonna lie. My Tempest in my book bag. Like, I keep a Tempest with me just so, like whenever I'm in the car. I have I that's got my nice Tempest level. literally. That's rich look, folks stuff. Here's my book bag. Rich here's my book bag. saying that I keep my Tempest and my back. He's pulling it out. Y'all he's pulling it out. Look, look, look. Here's my book bag and there's my Tempest. 
There you go. I always have a beat machine with me at all times, whether it's tempest, whether it's Volca beats, whatever, you know? So, <laughs> and, and I keep an iPad, but an iPad is not the same as having that tactile surface, no, you're like, right. like your actual, yeah. you know, and I even keep, I keep one of these with me too. Um, Dope. But it's not the same. Oh, yeah. I love that thing. Having yes. like a dedicated Damn, how big is your backpacks, huh? Yeah, my backpacks, so look, 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 here's the other thing. There's a couple things I'll say, and then I want to move to something else. The the live was dope for portability. I, I wish it had at least four CV on it, because that's the big thing for me with the MPC-X, that it has eight CV. Yeah. I can't wait. And if, if people know Richard Devine, you can look at his IG, and he's showing some uh, modular melodies with it. Um, but the other thing is what I kept thinking right. about with um, Nam is I was like, yo, standalone machines are making a comeback. Like, you know, we putting the band back together over here with standalone machines. <laughs> I mean, between... The 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 Torres uh, right. SPC the the MPC X and Live, um, then the new uh, Digitac from Electron, uh, mm-hmm. even though we didn't get a chance to hear it, and then the Maleco boxes. I mean, yo, you know, I'm a yo. That's standalone machines. <laughs> so the 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 Digitac. Let me just say that the Digitac by Electron is. Dope conceptually, because I didn't get to hear it, obviously, right? But you know, if you, I'm obviously um, a fan of Electron. I got like a rhythm, a, a A4 plus a machine drum. And while I was at NAM, I played with the heat and went and got a heat. So I got a heat right over here to my left. Um, and it's dope. But I'm looking forward to the Digitac because it's a sampling drum machine. Me too. I, I feel and like that was a huge reason why they discontinued machine drum because I feel like they were like, we got a couple products that do the same thing. Like for instance, the, I feel like the rhythm kind of covers a lot of bases because it can, you can load samples into it and it has analog like voices mm-hmm. and just makes some. But I felt like they had the machine drum just sitting there and they're like, well, we can make this greater than it is. So they just shelved that joint and came out with a digicat. And I think it's going to be pretty dope. And the fact that you can, has eight audio, I think it has eight audio tracks you can sample to. Yeah, eight, eight I, audio tracks, it does. Yeah. Eight audio tracks, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm excited to see what it does. And the, when they said the price, I was like, nah, y'all y'all are crazy. Yeah, the price is what, what price? $5.99? So this yeah, is like, a... Yeah. a I, I, I was really excited for the digitac. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the How thing much they Digitac is $5.99. So the, the idea about the Digitac is the fact that um, it's Electron, and you know their quality. It has the same kind of, um, I think it's in the same chassis as the analog heat. So you mm-hmm. know it's the size, and I think they did that too so that you compare the two of them. Yes. Listen, analog heat makes everything yeah, but, better. But Daniel, how about this? I mean, Teenage OP1 is almost a grand. Yeah, but you have to understand yeah. OP1 uh, is also a synth. It's also a bunch of other things. And it's not crazy portable. And it's crazy right. portable. It has a gyroscope built into it. The thing that attracted me about the Digicat is, is a couple things. It has the same sequencer as Rhythm, right? Because I asked all these questions. Okay. 
So Rhythm has a really mm-hmm. dope sequencer, and and that's the one thing for me. I'm like, man, I really like that approach. Now, if I could chop samples in that, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of crazy. So it kind of makes it like an easier octatrack to understand. Because right, and it's not just the one thing that was that Ken and I often talk about with the rhythm is that it has sample playback capability, but it but doesn't have sampling sample. capability. Exactly. Right, so you this can import is, samples, and even that's a headache. Yeah. Right. This actually allows you to sample, and I'd be interested to see how it handles samples once it gets them. Does it let you so chop exactly. them and things like that? So to me, man, this thing kind of sits in this weird space where the um, what was it, the machine drum? kind of has the machine drum's been discontinued now right yeah yeah so it, it kind of like sort of takes the place of that but not really and it's i don't know man it unfortunately well, we, don't, we not, don't know what it is yet completely yeah, yeah that's true but just just from man i'm really waiting for them to do a little bit larger format box that has a little bit better user interface you know to me i like i had the rhythm and i really really liked the sound of it i mean i thought it sounded fantastic but i ended up selling it just because i i just wasn't really a fan of the user interface and this user interface doesn't do anything to improve on what i didn't like previously aside from the screen the screen looks a little bit better yeah, that's the same screen as uh, Heat. They because the, the Heat has new like hardware. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think the screen's a little yeah, better, but yeah. it just ah man, like I'm waiting for them to do something that really knocks my socks off in that format. Because like the Heat, I think is fantastic. I think that's awesome. Uh, rhythm sounds. But you great, know what? And Ken, it, I don't cool know what it is. What but, are you waiting on? Are you waiting on them to change their sequencer? Because no, you know, I not think so, they're pretty not so much more, more the actual user interface, more the actual user interface, okay. and and yeah, use use more awesome. updated chips that that can do um, do a lot more. You know what I mean? Like now, look at how old the Octatrack is. If they were to redo that now with with a and, and use the money that they made making those Octatracks and rhythms and heats, because they've they, they've grown a ton as a company. You know, so now they could afford mm-hmm. to do much more product wise as far as the actual build and design. Like if you if you get a uh, rhythm, though it feels good, it still has this very much almost like, you know, homebrew type casing about it. Like it's it's really high end for that, mm-hmm. but it still feels really like hand built or whatever. And it's I just feel like. I feel like they are ready to make a leap into a, a user interface that they haven't done yet. That could be way nicer. Yeah, no, if like- you were to put like teenage engineering in control of like uh, doing some of their, their designs or, or just like a collaboration, that would be crazy because That'd be nice. I see what they do with that little, little ass OP one. And I'm like, man, like, man. imagine if they, if they did a flash. So speaking of the was- OP one, <clears throat> the, the OP one, the teenage engineering, that, brings me to the point i did ask them i was like yo a lot of people want you all to make a bigger op1 a lot of people i don't know if it's a lot of people but people i've heard people say that if we can have a bigger op1 for whatever reasons you know every every time a product comes out yo can we get a bigger one a better one with more stuff <laughs> right <laughs> um and they were like yeah we ain't doing that <laughs> you know they what I mean? to, because they know, know that that thing has a follow the op1 the op1 can still live it's, it's so good so mm-hmm. the OP1 Certainly. is crazy, it's a great product. So what another and thing, the amount of support that they have. For I'll, I'll have awesome. one one day, I imagine. 
Look, so the digi the digitac. Another thing that fascinated me it has Overbridge. Word. It's the first. It's the first sampler with Overbridge. Mm-hmm. So that now, is dope. Now, now we're getting into the territory where. Oh, and I think didn't they say? Uh, is is it also an interface? Hold on, was I reading that wrong? Hold on. I don't know if it's audio on the face, but I know heat is, so it makes sense that it might be. Yeah, because I'm just like, man, like... Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, when they said they had Overbridge, I'm just like, man, that is fascinating that they're having a standalone machine that can also work as a plugin mm-hmm. in your computer. So for me, I feel like, man, they're kind of releasing this at the same time MPC is doing it live, because I feel like, man, if I, if I really want to spend money... I'll get an MPCX and I'll get a Digitac so that I can, I don't have to get I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my, my wife would not agree, but um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I was just really excited about that. Actually, that would be, that would be a dope live setup. Like if the Digitac lives up to what they said, which I kind of believe them, you know, I, I'll be honest, Electron never lets me down and, 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 it's it's a it's a upward it's an uphill battle learning their interface and their OS and their sequencer or whatever. But once you know that, you know that, <laughs> and, and it's that's when all the power is really unlocked. There's stuff in there that I wish every company that made groove boxes had in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I think uh, I think <clears throat> well, uh, electron stuff is that so many people are used to sequencers on computers now. And they're so used to having the mouse being able to click on things. So especially like working with the OP1, the interface is dope, but it's still one of those things that you got to make deep use of your ears. Like there's no, like you got to loop in and loop out at the right time. And there's no undo. You know, you can't undo. Like if you undo, you got to do, you got to record your track again. So I feel like Electron and, a bunch of companies that are doing stuff like this are like even the um qubit man what was that joint that i saw the qubit thing i forgot the name of the unit but it's another one of those units that you just got to punch in everything mm. and moleco the same thing too like that that freaking variegate eight plus is amazing but it's things that you kind of got to use your ears and there's not a lot of things that oh the the qubit um um, Octone, yo, them, that chart is crazy. Hey, Core, hey, Core. I'm, I'm a total fan of Cubit. Yeah. <laughs> now, up? what were you guys? Uh, what What did you guys? What were you guys really disappointed with at Nam? Uh, it was like really underwhelming. <laughs> oh man, that's a great question. What was the underwhelming? Rain. No the rain. Flagship Polly. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. Um, I, was, I didn't go see stuff that I would, wasn't interested in. <laughs> you, know, you know what excited me? Cord gadget on Mac OS X. Why? Yeah, that's that's why? a that's a dope drop that they're doing. The re- the reason why it fascinated me is because I just love 
uh, core gadget on my iPad and I love it. And it's probably one. Of well, the I do too, but I'm saying like, if I'm going to use core gadget, I'm going to use it on my iPad. Like I, I don't no, know I that I'm going to no, use I it. I, and I did the same, I did the same when Waldorf Nave, uh, came out on Mac because I love Nave on my iPad and I pretty much never use it. You know, well, the thing is there's certain things that I don't like using on my iPad. Like for instance, core gadget has like this really dope analog. Well, it's not analog. It's like a little, drum machine i don't know you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 the va i love that thing but i hate playing it on the freaking screen like on pads like like on the yeah i think people are gonna love using that on the the mac that's why i use many controllers with my ipad no i do and i i hook up my op1 to my ipad and that's my midi controller for for my ipad but you you do drums on the on the uh op1 buttons no, I don't because that's my point. Yeah. So the, the thing for me, like if core gadget, which the reason why I'm interested in it, because they're including link and then, you know, yeah, they, they're kind of giving, I think core gadget is going to be the bomb. I love that thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I think so too. And I, I think, think people are going to love using it on, on computers. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's a really cool idea tool. It's not necessarily like, Oh man, I want to do a full fledged song right now, but man, let me just lay this down real quick, and then I could. Uh... I use it for doing. But pretty, you know what happens? Tracks as soon as I say, as soon as I say that kind of stuff though about anything, it's a good sketch pad. Then there's some kid that comes out with videos, and he's making full fledged dope production. Oh yeah, that. So I, you know, I'm all. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course. I wrote several things off that way. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Daniel still gets them and makes me believe. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me be honest, yo, I, I support teenage engineering, but I was not a fan of the pocket operators in the right well, hand. Though those things are beasts. Listen, man. Yeah, so I just wasn't a fan. I'll be honest. I just maybe I just didn't get it. But when I when, when I saw started seeing people really rock them. That's you know, when, when I realized, I like, it, these ain't no jokes. When I first saw that joint, because I have the P12, and that's my favorite one. I have the Office, too. But, man, when I mm-hmm. first saw this, the first thing I thought was, man, what can I run that through? Like, how can I get that to sound even crazier? And for me right now, yeah. my favorite combination, and, you know, I'm not living the life like Ken, because he over there with the Matrix proof. But I got this, you know, I got this mic, <laughs> mic here. You know, I got the micro brute and I run this P32 through the micro brute and through distortion pedals and through a bunch of, yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest sounding drums that I get, like, out of this little thing, yo. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, do y'all have any of them? Um. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you, I had the well, first. We're not, we're not like you. We're not like you, Dave. Like no. right after Nam, uh-huh. I had the first three. They sent them to me right after Nam for review, and I told them I was like, "Yo, I'm going to a trip on. To, I'm going on a trip on London, mm-hmm. so you may not get them back in the week or two that you want them back because you know I'm going to take them with me and I'm going to yeah. use them. I will say they were fun to have on a trip. I was able to kind of link them together and do some stuff and. Uh, I got to know him a little bit, but yeah, I could say that the first three were cool. It's just, I couldn't really see rocking them in any, you know, real situation uh, because it's got that whole PO boogie type of sound to them. 
<laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I think, I think, again, it's one of those things where I always approach my production as a sound designer. I'm, yeah. you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like presets. So for me, I'm, when I sit with something, I'm like, well, I'm going to make all my drum sounds. I'm going to make my bass. I'm going to make all my synths. Mm-hmm. So for me, these little devices were just great sound design tools for me to get more. Let me, let me ask you, cause I haven't used that one. How deep can you get as far as creating the, the, the raw drum sounds in it, or are they just presets on the P12? Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, uh, you get one kind of drum sound, um, but you can get m- an insane amount of variations of them. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know who actually did a really dope pack from this? Uh, Bullyfinger did a really awesome sample pack of this. And he did yeah, shout out to Bully oh, yeah, he, he does a lot of really cool chat. stuff with um with yeah. like chip tune and and yeah uh, yeah he did he did uh an amazing sample pack of this and uh it's actually one of my favorites uh and but yeah so you can get but the the p32 that I just ordered which is really cool that we saw at Nam. Is Basically, that the tonic joint? Man, yeah, talk yeah. about that. It's called tonic, but it's the P32. Talk about that. Yeah, so Ken, so Ken, uh, they came out with uh the pocket operator 32, which basically it's a it's basically a host. Oh, a tonic uh, glitch. The mutonic for the mutonic uh drum synth. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've used like, that. Yeah. So what's crazy about that is that you now you're no longer stuck with the same sounds on this thing all the time. You could just mm-hmm. load your different sounds or make completely different sets of stuff and load patterns back and forth. And that I saw that and I was like, wow. Yeah. Now I have a drum machine. And it loads it from, from a speaker. I mean, from like uh, a speaker and a mic type of combination is how it loads the sounds, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's sending digital audio, so like it, it sends what right. sounds like white noise or whatever, but it's it's actual digital code that's going into the machine. So it's sending a digital, except instead of using right. a cable, it's using a speaker and a mic. Yeah, I I thought it was so almost cool. like the idea of the old uh, modem sound. You get this yeah. white noise. Mm-hmm. You, you hold up. You hold the thing up to. Um, you hey, you Corey, hold the thing up to your computer Corey, speaker. And, and your audience is hip hop. Stop showing your age. <laughs> your audience is hip hop. Stop that showing your age. I don't man. even know what that. Well, speaking of that, let's let's get into that. Why is there such ageism in hip hop? Like oh, you know, you man. could talk to you could talk to rock and roll kids, and they love. Uh, oh, because I said the modem. Yeah, but you know how that go. It, it is what it is. But oh, you, you talk to rock and roll kids. They love the Rolling Stones or whoever else you could name. I was actually just about to, to say, like, don't nobody want to see Mick Jagger up on stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but people appreciate the music of the Beatles, who I think is overrated. But I, we won't get into that. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wrong, they love man. those dudes. Yeah, I am. And I don't care, though. Monkey. <laughs> but but you mentioned Run DMC. And kids is like, uh, what? who? What? Why? <laughs> Maybe kids that got bad parents. Oh, rock him. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 a parenting fail. Okay, that's what that drug. is. Wow. It's, a cult- it's a cultural thing, actually. It's a parenting fail. Yeah, I know. 
Well, so yo, let me let me. I want to I want to tell people for uh, watching the show. I'm gonna give out every week a new discount code for BeatPeople.com for sample packs, t-shirts, or hoodies, whatever. So here's a 20% discount code for uh, BeatPeople.com. And BeatPeople is B E A T. Look at the shirt, right? B A T um, uh, P P L dot com. This week's uh, um, discount code is episode 16. So if you go to beatpeople.com and you use the discount code episode 16, you'll get 20% off of your order. So uh, go yeah. forth, be fruitful, do that. Hey, Corey, can I give a shout out yeah. to uh, somebody who's actually a good parent? <laughs> I, I sure, I accept that. that. I appreciate you acknowledging me, man. Well, hold on now. Hold on. You might be okay, but <laughs> Knock has got one up on all of us because I seen his seven-year-old bump oh, yeah, that the was other great. day. That was great. So mm-hmm. I got to say shout out to Knock Squared and his boy because uh, I seen that and, and, and it just made my heart glow. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, well, he, was, he was on there. He was listening to Tribe Call Quest and it was like electric <laughs> relaxation or something. I can't remember which song <laughs> it was. Yeah, that was dope. Oh, so uh, uh, can I tell Taylor you what, what I'm in, uh, the chat wants to get in on the conversation? What you want? What you want to say there, Will? But I, I, we'll we'll take your questions and stuff. What's up? Hey, I, I'll also <laughs> in the meantime, I just want to say uh, the the most exciting thing that I got out of Nam was a product that's been out since well before Nam, but is always uh, on back order, and I finally got one on order. So I'm I'm excited to get that Expert Sleepers ES8. And, oh, nice. Uh, just to show oh, you nice. how excited I am, I went. I got all new ADAT cables, Damn. so I'm excited for that. Um, Dope. That's going to be exciting, man. I'm really looking forward to to, to using the ES8 with my modular. So that's going to. And basically, what that is is it's actually, a, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to those too. I got one of those uh, coming for review. So those that don't know, the, the Expert Sleepers ES8, it's a module that uh has it's like a basically an audio interface for your modular rack mm-hmm. it has is it eight ends and four out so what is it so it technically it's like 12 it's actually technically like 12 12 in 14 out or something like that um but it, you know the analog because it uses over eight that right yeah, four, mm-hmm. four analog ins and eight analog outs and then it's got ADAT in and out so you can you know you can chain it up or you can hook it to your audio interface if you if you hook it to your audio interface um, through ADAT, you can use it like that. Or what you can do is um, you can plug it in through USB and use it as an audio interface in the traditional sense like that. So you can send CV to and from your modular. Um, but the other benefit to this thing is you can use it with an iPad because it's hmm. class compliant. So if you oh, have something like Audulous 3, yeah. you can use Audulous 3, which is a modular synthesizer for iOS, and be controlling your modular with the modular that's in your iOS. So then it's like, if you ever need an extra VCA, if you ever need an extra LFO, if you need a crazy ass sequencer or a delay, so, you can do all of that with Audulous, and then boom, it's, it's right there in your modular. So. I'm super excited about that. And I'm actually going to be having um, the Audulous guys on my show, the Synth Summit show. I'm going to have them on there. We're going to be talking about it and going through patches, all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm super hype about that. 
Smash. Well, here's a picture for those who don't know. This is the uh, ES8 module right here. Looks very unassuming, but it's a really powerful thing to be able to get audio in audio and CV in and out of your modular rig so that you can, you know, have your modular rig integrated and interacting with your computer and all the wonderful software that's there. So, yeah, it's a dope, dope uh, piece. And what, what's it running, Ken? I can't remember. Um we want to say it's about 400 bucks. Yeah. Cool. Worth every yeah. penny. So, um, yeah. I, I'll actually, I'm sure you're going to see, I'm sure you're going to see videos from Ken on it and I'm do- definitely going to be doing a review on it here soon. And uh, yeah, the ESA, that's a dope piece. Yeah. So they're, they're on back order right now, but from what I'm, into Iraq. so what I'm hearing is, is that they should be in stores in the next probably three weeks or so. Um, I, I talked to the, to, uh, Andrew over at expert sleepers the other day, and he's saying that they should be, they should be shipping in about three weeks. Um, so, you know, if you want to get them, I would say pre-order them now because they're going to sell out fast. Like these things are not going to sit around. Um, century audio is who I think I got mine from century audio, man. I feel like the one thing that I took from Nam. Uh, that was really exciting to me is that finally people are coming out with devices on modular that I feel are going to be good for me as the kind of producer that I am. Like before I was just like, mm-hmm. man, there's some stuff that I'm just like, I still can't get with a lot of these sequencers and a lot of these things that are just like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Cause a lot of the movement so for me the movement in the sequencers and modular still aren't loose enough for me um but mm-hmm. and i saw i saw 4ms release that new delay did you see that joint that new tap delay that they have out oh the oh, yeah, sample yeah, the is, tap, it, is, it, yeah. is it the taptonic joint yeah, that's that dope. joint is crazy. And then, okay, they also, and then what about the plunk though? The plunk by yo, intelligence. That joint is crazy. I, I want can, that. Right yo, as it. soon as plunk comes out, P L O N K, I'm yes. copping it. I don't care what yes. nothing happens. Like, <laughs> listen, if I gotta go, you know, I don't know, let the air out of somebody's tires or something. I'm going to get that joint. <laughs> yo, so I use I use chromophone. Like, I use that to make a lot of my mallet sounds. And I love that plugin and the fact that there's a module that I can just make sounds like mm-hmm. that that's based off of that. I'm like, yo, that's super dope. Yeah, that's, that blew me away. And did you see the sampler that 4MS came out with? Uh, I, I saw it previously as a prototype, but I haven't seen yeah. it for a few months. I'm trying to decide between that and uh, Make Noise made one, but I, I'm I don't know. I think I'm still trying to figure out which one I want to get. But yeah, I just felt like this year was the year that I said to myself, I could finally make beats in modular the way that I want to, because there's tools that are going to help me to like actually do it. Uh, and those Maleco boxes. I agree with that. Those Maleco boxes. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. noticed that they have patch patch points. Yep. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's, not, it's not just a standalone. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they had patch points, so you can send. Oh, I'm, I'm way into that stuff. Man. That, the mono one, awesome. the mono synth one did right. 
They all did. They all did. The wavetable scent. I don't think that one did. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Okay. And the wavetable, just so you know, man, okay. the wavetable on that is made by uh I'm trying to remember the name of the new company, but it, it it's Harvestman. Okay. So it's it, his new in his new something is something industries. I'm I'm sorry, I forget the, the name off the top of the head. I'd like to get him on the show sometime too, but uh yeah, yeah. So it's a collaboration with uh, Maleko and, and Harvestman, basically. So yeah, um, that's 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 gonna be dope. And the the drum machine has distortion for every channel, right? Um, Ken. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, that's gonna be that's next level. And here here's the here's the thing about those boxes too. It's based on the Variegate Eight. Yes, which is probably one of the most deep sequences that's out there right now, and it's probably one of the newest sequences that's out there right now. Um, so much functionality into the Variegate Eight that I think some people may shy away from it. But now that it's going to be in these three boxes, I think now we're really going to see the power of that joint and with the tactile, you know, feel and and ability to to use it. Well, Corey, um, Corey, so that, that's going to be dope. What really gave me hope is the MPCX. I know that's that's kind of crazy, but the, because of the CV outs on the MPCX. No, I get it, though. No, no, no. But here's the thing that's that made me decide, oh, I can make beats with modular now because I'm going to sequence from my MPC X. Like Whoa. now, now I'm going to use the Whoa. module as all my sounds and I'm just going to sequence everything here where I'm comfortable making, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's where I'm just like, yeah, this well, that's the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing for me because the MPCX giving you the CV, it puts you in place where you're comfortable, but you can use the the you know, at least for me, that new territory of modular, like I can really dig in and get granular down in it the way I want to get into it. You know what I mean? Um, And it it gives a lot more control. I mean, think about that. You have all your mutes and your solos and all the stuff that the NPC does that you can control with that joint. Well, Um, you can have a whole whole modular drum machine. Like you can have all the hex inverter voices. Like yep. kicks, and being, and you, mm-hmm. you, you're not even using samples from the NPC. You're just triggering, you know, all your drums and your modular, and then sampling all that stuff in. That's beautiful to me. I'm like, that's, that's yep. what I'm ready for. I'm ready for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's got the same inputs on the back, so you can literally have like, you know, right now I got my a mixer in my modular, you know, you could literally just have the mixer main out of your modular just coming back into the NPC, mm-hmm. and sample that or mm-hmm. you know whatever else you want to do with it but yo i i, I don't want to get too long on here i do want to say thanks everybody for coming out we're gonna end this on that note um and see you next time let me just say too um i'm revving up this show a little bit more for 2017 i started it in 2016 i'm so glad y'all have been joining me for this show both my my people on the panel and the people that have been watching pretty loyally so i could only do it once a month uh last year so now i'm gonna rev it up to twice a month and then on the second show of the month it's gonna be uh, we'll have uh guests that we interview and they'll join in the discussion as well um so uh uh thanks for the support and then uh who's on the next show actually I already got the next guests that are going to be on let me mention that before we get out of here um february 18th show it's february 18th at 11 a.m pst same time same channel we're going to have um 
Vanya Lang of IStillLover.de. That's a hip hop PR firm. And then Satori Ananda of War Media. That's also a consultancy agency PR firm. They may even do some management, but I know some of the clients are Jean Gray, Farrell Munch, Talib Kweli, mm. and uh, the non Porter. So we're going to have uh, Satori Ananda and uh, Vanya Lang. And what we're going to have them on is because I don't want to just. You know, we can talk about gear all the time, always going to be doing that. That's who we are. But I also want to start giving people back some information that they can use to go forth and be fruitful and better themselves as an artist or yeah. whatever they do. So these people are going to come on. We're going to talk about some some of the business stuff along with some of the gear stuff. And uh, so that's going to be the February 18th show. This is uh, Beat People Podcast. Let me just go around table and let everybody give their plugs before we go um, so we can wrap this up. Uh, D Steel, you just did um, Steal These Drums too, huh? Yeah, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I basically, I'm just opening up my stash a lot of times, the stuff that I use all the time in my production, because I think that's probably one of the questions a lot of people ask me. They're like, yo, what, what drums are you using? And I'm like, these are mm-hmm. same drums I've been using for years, and I just process them and put <laughs> random through my stuff. So it's just, uh, so, yeah, so we just put that out, and MSX Audio, we're, we're doing a bunch of stuff, just really uh, loving sharing with the community, uh, people, just and producers yeah, and creatives. Uh, yeah, and we just uh, like to push people's boundaries, you know? Uh, you know, create, Word. but don't create in a conventional way. Like, always strive to reach another level. So that, that'd be an encouragement That's- for everyone listening. Word. And uh, Ken, what you got going on lately, man? Uh, as we wrap up, uh, give your last well, shout outs before we put you out of your misery. I've been, I've been pretty, <laughs> I've been pretty hectic building my studio. So um, I'm building a new studio and getting that stuff ready. But in the meantime, I do have uh, the Flux with it. The shop dot fluxwithit.com is where people can go show a little support for all the stuff that we do, which is cool. Um, you know, check it out. I also got, uh, I got a ton of interviews and cool things coming, but I got some sound packs that uh, should be pretty amazing. I'm working on a Donald Bird sound collection, um, and that should be coming in the, probably, probably, probably by spring. Don't, don't give it a date. Have that don't give it a date. So, don't give no, it I a like, date. I like giving it a date, date because, uh, I like doing that because I, it, No, it keep the date for yourself, though. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I keep do, the date for yourself, though, Ken, because I, I want that project to be right. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, yeah. That's, the project's always going to be right. Yeah, so. and then send it and then send it to us early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, still, definitely. We want iterations. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. I'm still so trying funny. to. Uh, what's, up with, what, what's up with you? Oh. Oh, um, I launched my website this, uh, last week, and. um. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, stoniesworld.com. You guys go and um, subscribe and um, you'll get updates on all the new things that I'm working on. I also have a show coming. It's called um, Real Talk Tuesdays. And um, it's pretty much the same stuff that I used to do at uh, Black Chat. But um, instead, this show will be more um, detailed and it'll be about, um, you know, I, got, I have all these producers asking me a bunch of questions about their production, what they need to do. So it's going to be, you know, like some, it's going to be more driven by 
you know, gear talk and, and applications and how to go about doing things and getting your sound up to speed. So it's really for producers. And um, of course, I still have the pure mind stuff that I'm doing where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mentor and I'm, you know, giving people the opportunity to sit with me and master their craft and get better. You know, like D saying, I'll piggyback off of that, master your shit, get better at it and um, invest in yourself and get in a circle of people that are going to actually lift you up instead of tearing you down. You know, I wanted, I wanted to create something that when I'm critiquing someone's track, I'm not just criticizing it, but I'm giving them solutions. So real talk Tuesdays is definitely going to be that. And, um, and please follow me on YouTube. You know, I started my YouTube channel, but if you go to stoniesworld.com, everything is there and you can read more about me and, you know, get to know what I'm trying to do and creating a community for producers to lift each other up and actually grow and not just click on all these videos on YouTube and not understand what they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, we should start a show. I'm working called, on that right now. We should, we should yeah, start another yeah. show called Read the Freaking Manual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? You know what, though, D? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I've learned with, about reading manuals is that even when people read the manuals, there's a language oh, in the no, manual yeah, that, yeah, that they just, they don't even understand the language. So you're reading truncate and they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. what does that mean? So and technical um, speak is tough. Te- it's different. Te- tech stuff and manuals is different. I, 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 sometimes if you're not prepared for that, if you're not used to dealing with that, you may read that thing three different times. right and get three different three different definitions right like like we might say um we might say time stretch in one platform and another platform it'll be elastic audio and another platform but they're all pretty much the same flex audio you know like so i I tell people just you know book sessions with me on pyramid to have a conversation it's not even so much like yo i got a book and learn you have to learn the language of what we do it's a whole nother language of course you know so but I feel yeah. like that is a responsibility. Oh, no, absolutely. If you, mm-hmm. decide, if you decide you want totally. to be a producer, you know that Sweetwater puts out uh, a definition a day? I don't know if you guys seen that. They have this thing where they... No, no, no. Uh, I never like, realized that. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll post a thing. Uh, I think it's in the app, but basically it's like, today's word is DB25. What is that? And then they explain what right. DB25 is. And then the next That's day, true. they're like, what's CV? Right. This is what CV is. What is compression? And then they define all these things. So, because they're, they're kind of basically letting people know the language of the things That's that they buy at Sweetwater. So it's pretty fresh. And, and the other thing that I'm doing also, so, yo, the other thing that, I'm doing no, also. We're gonna, okay, go ahead. Oh, go for it. No, go for it right no, quick before we you, end this thing. Okay. No, the other thing I'm doing also is I'm trying to uh, allow people. <laughs> I'm allowing people the opportunity to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. She's she still like, no, well, okay, if you're going to let me go. <laughs> no, go for it, Stoney. I, I want to hear. I just, I just want to, I just want to demystify the, you know, the bullshit, right? Because you hear people say, "Well, my homeboy said I'm supposed to have this," or "I saw so and so using Ableton, and maybe I should get that and stop using what I'm using." You know, come and sit down with me and let's discuss how you process making music. And yeah. there's different things for different people. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I was saying. 
right. that's it, Core. Cool. So cut my mic. So cut my mic. Note, um, I want y'all to, to go out to uh, beatpeople.com. Use the code uh, episode 16 so you can get your 20% off. That will be live for one week. Do not uh, delay because I just might cut it off at any point. Go on out there and use that 20% discount and go out to msxaudio.com so you can get uh, still these drums and all the other dope sample packs that they have out there. Uh, visit my man flux302.com so you can get all his dope sample packs, at, which at some point we're going to figure out whatever we figure out to get his packs. Sorry, <laughs> fluxwithit.com. Come on, Corey, man. Come on. You know it's Flux with I know, it, man. I'm wrong. Come on, Corey. And Stoney's Music, right? Stoney's Music.com. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Stoney'sWorld.com. Okay, so yeah, make sure to visit all of Stoney'sWorld.com. One day I'm going to write this stuff down. You can add me on Instagram <laughs> using Flux 302. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can catch them at Instagram and be sure to follow um, my Twitter accounts, The Beat People on Twitter and uh, B-Boy Tech Report on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking out the show. Holla next time. See you in all two right. weeks, February 18th, 11 a.m. Same bat channel, same bat time. Peace.